Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Try to make it a good one this evening. It's friggin' almost 8 p.m. on the 18th. I believe today is the 18th of April 2022. And it's fucking raining cats and dogs. 37 degrees. I had to take my ferns in from Healthy Balance. I had to take my strawberry hanging baskets in too. I had to take my seedlings in. I hope my uh, lettuce and broccolini make it in this bullshit. Some sort of nor'easter coming in, I hear. Bunch of bullshit. I hate to complain about the weather, you know, and I hate when people do. But it's, it's kind of a bummer considering we had some Real nice days recently. Some warmer weather. And now we get some of this fucking fecal matter. But we need it. You know, April showers bring me flowers. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> I got a couple good stories. Here's the first one I've told you. If I've told you this already, I apologize. It's a good one. This is last Wednesday. I was fucking tired, man. You know how I'm usually exhausted. After a long, fulfilling day at the office, you know? Kicking ass, taking names, putting fire under the asses of the masses, making joints move, making muscles that are tight, make them relaxed, de-stressifying people. That's my role. I love it. It's a good work if you can get it. It's something that I never quite realized when I was getting into chiropractic. You know, people ask me all the time how I wound up in the profession I probably shared that before, but one of the things I never really realized was that the social aspect of it, the um, the interactions with patients, with staff, with the public, it's some of my favorite, one of my favorite things about the job, because I really enjoy people, I find them interesting, I find them troubling, I find them fucking uh, beautiful, I find them terrible, that whole yin and yang of social interactions with with patients and the public, it's, it's one of those things, I've got a love-hate relationship with it, but it is definitely entertaining, so uh, <laughs> anyway, next went last Wednesday, I'm fucking dragging ass, you know, after all these social interactions, after after all this hustle and bustle, busy night, serving the public, making people feel good, fucking cracking them up, telling stories. <clears throat> I freaking stagger into the house, and my wife and kids, they, they're all off now. They are off for, um, Easter holiday, they call it spring break, yes, yes, so everyone was off, and they, you could tell, you know, they had a, a new life in them, like a collective sigh of relief, they're relaxed, my wife's like, I ain't cooking, I'm freaking order some takeouts, so there was a delicious fucking sausage parmesan sandwich waiting for me to unopen on the counter. I sit down at the aisle and I put all my gear down 
and I, I start opening it up. The wife comes over, takes my hand, and slaps a digestive enzyme in it, as she's done countless times before. Everyone knows that if you eat friggin', you know, take out junk food, basically, it fills the void, gives, provides you some sustenance, and it's delicious, but it's not the best food for you. Consequently, you might have some um, indigestion. And my wife, she, Mandy, she gets that pretty, pretty bad. So, anyway, I got her these digestive enzymes. I take one as well, and it just helps you process, let's say, Easter dinner. So she claps one of those in my hand. I immediately take it and go pop it into my mouth. Like you're taking two ibuprofen or something. I always pop them right into my mouth. So I did that and started getting to work on my sandwich. And it, But it wasn't fucking a digestive enzyme. The texture was altogether different than a gel capsule. It turned out to be three of Bogey's baby teeth. And they're clanking together in my mouth now like three Tic Tacs bouncing off of one another. And I was like, just again, dragging ass tired. I might have noticed if uh, I didn't eat them. I didn't swallow them, so that's good, right? I didn't mean to accelerate like that. Um, so that, that's a funny story that occurred. When she says, did you just eat? Those are bogey's baby teeth. I said, no, honey, I, I, they're in my mouth. I spit them out, I put them in a paper towel, and we saved them in a little Ziploc bag, appropriately labeled for our beloved bogey. So that's a funny story that, that occurred that I'll keep with me for all my days. That's right up there with the time that I was I did a reality TV show shooting out in uh, <coughs> Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, I stayed at the Hershey Hotel right along the Hershey Highway. <laughs> Get it? That's your butthole, the Hershey Highway. Um, I was so tired at the end of that shoot on a blustery March day. Cold. I had a cold. Sick. I'm screaming at this girl. Lost my voice. Lost all my... Left all my energy and all my efforts out there physically and mentally. Went into the house, the friggin' hotel, beautiful hotel room. Saw my family. Got ready to head out to dinner. Had a nice shower and I brushed my teeth with Desitin, which is, if you're out of the loop, that's uh, diaper rash shit. I didn't ultimately brush them, brush them. Like, I'm not that stupid that I couldn't sense that it was not minty toothpaste. Just felt like I had Vaseline in my mouth, basically. So I'll do some stupid shit like that some time from time to time, particularly when I'm tired. So I ate Bogey's teeth. Can't make this shit up. Um, speaking of Easter, all right, let's talk about that real quick. Had it yesterday. Love and respect to everyone who rejoiced. And for whatever reason, you know, if it's if it's about a, a religious thing, if this is the resurrection of Christ that you're celebrating and hoping for again, if it's a, you know observing your 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 religious beliefs, then that's wonderful for you. Um, if it's about getting together with family and cooking a nice meal, 
and it's wonderful for you too. The latter is what we do. I was uh, working out on Saturday, Sunday morning at Planet Fitness, just past it, and there were there was <clears throat> I'm watching this uh, pastor on whatever, both Fox News and CNN. I think it was in Ukraine. Yeah, I think it was in Kiev, or Kiev, whatever the fuck it's called, where there was a, a pastor or priest or whatever the fuck who was giving a sermon and talking about the whole deal, you know, all the basic elements that everyone's relatively familiar with. God sent his only son down here on earth uh, to cleanse mankind of their sins, and when he did that, um, uh, he sacrificed his only son, and the son died for our sins, and and Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and he gave them a perfect world to inhabit, but they didn't listen to him. They ate of the forbidden fruit, and therefore man fell, and therefore man is condemned to die a terrible death. Um, however, if they ask for forgiveness, then you will go to heaven, and the afterlife's going to be wonderful. You never have any pain, and all you'll be reunited with all your dead relatives, uh, hopefully in, in a non-dead and pathologic state. And this guy from Ukraine is talking about how good versus evil and all this stuff. And I'm sure, actually I've seen it. I am sure there's some pastor who's in the Kremlin associated with the, you know, the Russian government and a friend of Putin's who's talking about good versus evil and how, you know, we're going to prevail and you guys are out of your fucking minds, man. You got two religious guys, of course, <clears throat> that you know, supposedly believe in the same God, but they're rooting for their respective sides. They sense this conflict that Russia's fucking, they're a sinner, these motherfuckers, invading freaking sovereign lands and blowing people up and committing all kinds of other terrible things. If half of the stories uh, on the news are true. Ridiculous. So I thought that that was fucking crazy. I just observed that. And I, I felt like giving the giving the TV a fing, the finger. Just, I don't know, I, I was sickened by, by that. that there's, I, I was both sickened and heartened by this spectacle, this, you know, this troubled, you know, war-torn country of Ukraine that, that it warmed my heart that there's something, some bit of hope that people are clinging to, that justice will prevail and that God is truly watching over everyone and everything's going to be okay. And, and if that's what people believe in and it brings them together and it gives them some hope, then I think that that's a wonderful thing. But it's also a terrible thing if they think that this is all part of God's plan and he's okay with this just ridiculous behavior in the year 2022. We're still engaging in conventional warfare with troops on the ground and fucking convoy operations eight miles long or eight clicks long. That's a kilometer whatever the fuck you want to call it, just invading different parts of your neighbor, neighboring country. It's so fucking dumb. 
it's so short-sighted, and it's not going to give this world, and particularly that part of the world, any sort of rest, reprieve, peace. It's done. It's broken. You did that. Vladdy, you fucking cocksucker. What are you doing? People don't want what you're selling, bro. Your own people, if they give an, if they get any sort of taste of freedom that the Western world has to offer, a fucking train or plane or car ride away, they can go to a comparatively free country and live a better life. Now you got fucking bullshit war going on. Western countries are probably going to be dragged into it. It's nuts, man. I've talked about that extensively. I'm sure you read some of this, but... It's ridiculous. The height of ridiculousness in such a modern time. It clashes with just reason and science and logic. And, you know, if there's a God watching over us and he's observing this happen, fuck him. Because it's criminal. So, back to Easter our version of Easter, we go over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house and I love my mother-in-law, she's awesome she's brilliant she's kind, she's a great cook she's a great host and we got together with over there to uh, meet some extended family and uh, you know I, I the food was great, the company was great but if you know me goes back to that my original mention several minutes ago of the love-hate relationship with social with being social um, and I, I'm going to take this I'm going to borrow this phrase from a young lady who's actually a budding uh, journalist who's one of my patients the phrase is a um, social social timer social clock I think that's what it was her social timer is very short. It runs short. And she's describing that her parents are divorced and she goes from one house to the other, uh, Easter and Passover, and they got to do all these things, engaging with extended family and talking about, oh, you know, coochie coochie coo, I knew you when you were a little girl. And she doesn't know who the fuck these people are. And it's just, she gets tired of it. Her social timer goes off and she's like, she's done. She doesn't want to be rude. But she's just not, not getting out of it what other people are. I'm that way too. So we were there yesterday. And I told my wife before we showed up. I said, honey, I, I love you. I hate to break it to you. But I'm not going to be there until 9 o'clock. And, you know, all the celebration and eating. And we wound up sitting there at 8.30 at night eating desserts of various kinds. which were all delicious. And we're talking about, of all things, uh, high school mascots, sports mascots. And they're going around, oh, what's your mascot? Oh, we're the, we're the Panthers, we're, we're the Lions, we're, we're, the, uh, we're the Spartans, and we're the... So we're going all around, and it just, it just it started to beat a dead horse. And there would be a moment of, um, there was a long, long fucking minute of silence, awkward silence, and I'm like, my kids are looking at me, I kick my wife under the table, the dog's passed out from all the, you know, activity, just meeting and greeting and playing with everybody, 
and <laughs> my wife says, yeah, you know, Aaron's got to work, he's the only one who's got to work tomorrow, so maybe we should get him home, I said, yeah, I do, she said, uh, I said, yeah, unless you guys want to, you know, talk a little bit more about high school mascots, and there was like, <laughs> like some laughter, but a little nervous laughter, like, you know, I don't know, I was, I was getting pissed, I was just, I was just getting, my social timer had gone off, it's a thing for, it's a problem for me, and I apologize about it, my social timer, I have, it's very short, it means that I don't want to fucking hang out and make small talk about stupid shit, um, which, what's interesting though, I love all these people very much, they're my family, but when I am interacting with people otherwise, like I just told you how much I I enjoy interacting with people. And I, I get a charge out of it. I, it's my passion. It's my mission. It's something I never anticipated um, in becoming a doctor of chiropractic. It's my favorite part of the job. It's like a performance, but it's a sincere performance. It's like a it's like Doctor Drill, because within that character. I could do things and say things and behave in a way that was uniquely to that character, but the same deal with Dr. O. It's real, it is who I am, but for some reason my stamina is much greater in that role. Um, I don't get as fatigued, but when it comes to extended family gatherings I don't know find me with the kids and the dogs if there's an outdoor area for me to to walk around or stand out in the grass or something relax I can do it I don't want to talk to anybody about just just to talk let's talk there's something of substance let's do it maybe I should have told a joke or something at the dinner table maybe I should have done my you know, I don't know if, listen, I don't know if February loves March, but April may. That's always a good icebreaker. I used that several times today. So, <laughs> it's just an interesting phenomenon. I know I'm an interesting guy. And I'm interested in all of you and everything that's going on out there. I can't tolerate talking about fucking stupid shit. You know one thing I also don't like about Easter? Delicious food, love everybody, but let's just, if you make, if we make the food and, you know, everybody's got their beverages and everybody's found their spot, everybody just grab the food. I don't need to be served. I don't need to, you know, if it... It's not that big of an obstacle. If I want the frickin' applesauce, it's at the other side of the table. I can ask somebody for it, politely. And we can all interact. It doesn't need to be uh, curated. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes it's curated. And it's just part of tradition. Which is something that I don't really... I don't care for. And I've always been like this, and I'll admit it's not a good thing. I'm fuck up.
but I'm being honest. You know what I'm saying? All right, so I got some other stories there. Um, one thing that was really great, I enjoyed so much about Easter weekend here. Saturday morning, because it was Easter weekend, all this, all the fucking the sports participation, all the games, all the track meets, all the cheer shit, it was all off the table. For once, that we didn't have any of that. So nobody had to run out of the house you know, first thing in the morning or get to some field in Chester County at 11 a.m. We can actually live in our home and relax on a day off and not be stressed about shit. And that, that brings me joy, right? Because it's so rare. I know that there's going to be a time when the kids are grown up and they're heading off to college or whatever, that there's going to be I'll miss this. I'll miss you know the hustle and the bustle and the busyness and all the stuff that we're doing right now. I'm sure on some level I will. My kids will have grown up and will be going off and on their respective missions in life. They won't depend on us so greatly when they drive, when they thrive, when they go their own way. I'll miss that, I'm sure. But this was a morning where we didn't have shit going on. Even more so because we hired a cleaning crew. They come out and did a deep cleaning of our home. My wife's been talking about this for a long time. My wife is Mandy, by the way. She's been talking about this for a very long time. Let's hire a cleaning crew. They come out once a month. Everybody else is doing it. So we couldn't put it together. Couldn't find anybody to suit this, this need. And we finally found... Carlos and Maria, or whatever their name is, very nice people, and they come out, and they, they need to be there at 8.30, and my wife is so excited, and so was I, but we had to make ourselves scarce, so four of us, and with Bogey the dog, we headed on out to breakfast, we went to Sammy's Bullfrog Cafe, sat outside in the beautiful morning light, ran to some friends, I had Eggs Benedict, we had a breakfast parfait, we had daughter had crepes, my son had a, you know, a, a, like a breakfast combo, eggs, hash browns, sausage, he fucking, my wife had a, a superfood, um, like a, you know, they do avocado toast, superfood toast, it was delicious, it's like avocado, pesto, sprouts, uh, it was really good, so we all shared a little bit of each other's food sat out there and Bogey was a gentleman. There was another dog next to us and he didn't flip out. He didn't cause a scene or anything like that. He's, he's really well-tempered, as I keep telling you guys. He's a fucking awesome super dog. So glad that he's in our lives. So we went out to breakfast. That was awesome. We, then we went to Fisher's Park, which we went in there. We used to live down the street from there. I ran boot camps there. I ran... Uh, I ran 5Ks there. We walked with our kids in baby carriages there. We fished down at the place. Ten years ago. You know? And then we moved to our present home. And, you know, we knew the place is still there, but we haven't been there and walked in that park together in a very long time. 
fact, the last time we did that, we took our family picture, which is now on our mantle above our fireplace. And the kids were, I don't know, three and, or four and five, something like that. Now we had the time with full bellies to walk around that park on a beautiful, warm, sunny day with our dog. And it just, everybody was happy. You know, there was nobody whining or complaining or nobody had to be anywhere by a particular time. It was just fucking unbelievable. After that, we went to Lowe's and we bought some um, some plants, brought them home, and I immediately began putting my plants in, uh, planting flowers, shoveling mulch and topsoil, and I didn't even hassle any of them to come out and help me. They were inside sleeping, napping, fucking eating, playing video games, whatever the hell they wanted to do. They were in that exquisitely cleaned house. It smelled so fresh of cleaning products and just was dusted and it was it was great. They were in that house. It's nice and clean. They didn't have any other obligations other than to, to just be and to do their own thing. And it was a great, great day. It was my favorite day, maybe of the year so far. Um, and so I wanted to tell you about that. Let's see what I can... So I hope you had a great Easter, okay? I don't mean any disrespect for the shit I've talked about. Various, you know, whatever. Whatever your beliefs are. Awesome! Okay? You want to say he's risen and, you know, go to church and and believe all that? It's great. Whatever gets you through the day. Just don't... I, I'm, I'm against people using God as leverage to, you know, fulfill their wartime mission or whatever their ideology is. I think it's fucking bullshit. Speaking of ideology, I guess I'll end with this. I talked to a gentleman this afternoon. Really cool dude. He's originally from China. And uh, really cool, interesting, smart guy. And we were telling some stories, exchanging some stuff. And uh, he said, yeah, these mask mandates are down, down in Philly. They're back. And it's weird. People don't really know what they're doing. The people who, who are, you know, some people wear them, some people are not. The people who, who, you know, enforcing the mandate, some of them aren't wearing it. People are driving around with masks and gloves. So the COVID levels have spiked. I have known a few people um, within my sphere who have been. I and mean, we had one cancellation today. Somebody who works in a dental clinic because uh, somebody she worked with came down with it. So, you know, there'll be some spikes. There'll be some rising levels and falling levels. And it's crazy. But I was talking to this, this guy from the Chinese heritage. He was saying he's still got family there. And uh, I know that there was a, a big, apparently there was a big outbreak in Shanghai. Now, my impression is that these cities are so de- population dense that if that happens in a in, a, in such a city, uh, infection rates climb real quick. You know, so it can cause a lot of problems, uh, injuries, deaths, 
hospitalizations, all kinds of shit. And so the Chinese government, they apparently, they were re reported to, um, to have done like a zero tolerance policy mandate. So if anybody was, uh, one person is infected in an area that everybody's got to go in their homes and they're not allowed out and they come out, they get arrested. Something about taking family pets and collecting them up in order to dispose of them. I don't know what's going on. They're not allowed out of their house. So if the pets are one running wild, they could be spreading the disease. Something like that. And so this guy said he, he called his family and asked them how things are going. And he said they hadn't heard anything about what's going on in Shanghai. And I said, well, you think that's because these are false reports or that this stuff, sort of stuff is actually happening? And he said, no, I, they're really good at you know, controlling the narrative communists, communist governments, Russia, China, um, they're really good at controlling the narrative, and if you control the narrative, then you, know, you win. Also mentioned something about uh, the philosophy from some of these places. If you live in one of these very high population countries, like China, or, or yeah, like China, and, you know, whatever percentage of these citizens die for whatever reason, infectious disease, a war, they don't really consider it significant, statistically significant. You know, they, lives don't mean as much to them as they, they might to us. Like, human life is not as, that's a stereotype anyway. Human life is not as valued. Uh, it, it's hard for me to to agree with that. I want to believe in my heart that these that people are mostly good and mostly reasonable, and we all have the same problems and same. You know, I mean, maybe I'm naive in thinking that. I'm glad I live in America. But seems pretty crazy out there, my friends. I just hope that cooler heads prevail. We're talking about parallels between Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan, and would would China really wants Taiwan? Would it invade Taiwan? And what would that look like? Uh, having observed what's in real time, what's happening in Ukraine with, China, with uh, Russia and the blowback that they're getting. It's not a popular war, appropriately so. <clears throat> I think most people that I know, I don't know anyone who thinks it's a reasonable thing to do. Of course, who am I? I'm just some poor slob, but you've heard my views on it. If I was China watching, you know, considering a, an invasion of Taiwan, something, a forceful effort, you know, an act like that, 
I wouldn't want to upset the apple car. I see that people aren't going for this, and this is going to reverberate indefinitely across the world. This unrest, you know, these bullets and bombs and atrocities that are being committed by anybody. It's inhuman. It's going to cause instability that could end very well end civilization as we know it, you know. It's a threat to our, I think it's a threat to our survival as a race, human race. And uh, so I would hope that anybody who would consider a hostile act like this on a large scale, that, uh, that they would chill the fuck out smoke some weed or something. I had somebody come in this afternoon who was in such pain that they had, a, had eaten some cookies. THC cookies. That, that's one of the only things that really helps them. And I've never seen somebody so relaxed in my life. It was so much easier to work on on this person. Now they got a car, they got, they're fully, you know, licensed and legally able to, uh, to take, you know, they got a medical marijuana car. But, uh, it really chilled them the fuck out, you know. I was able to manipulate so much, so much easier. <clears throat> Maybe all the friggin' Anybody who's considering aggression, the world across, should take some fucking weed, smoke a little weed, and take some magic mushrooms, not too much, but uh, it seems like it might be a potential solution to some of the bullshit that's going on out there, you know, think better of any of that violence and aggression. We don't need that shit in this world. You understand what I'm saying? Alright, what else do I got? Had no DDIP this past weekend because of the holiday. That was nice too, just relaxing. Uh, although it would have been a nice morning. A couple people showed up. But they apparently didn't get the email, didn't get the memo that it was cancelled by the by the township. We'll be back at it this Saturday, kicking ass and taking names, and I'm looking forward to that very much. Uh, temperatures are supposed to climb up into the 70s as the week progresses, so that's cool. April showers will bring May flowers. As I look out, I got my beautiful mailbox. Um, I have a, a plastic half barrel that I am very proud of this concept I got going here. I pulled these little fucking rocks away from my mailbox, and now I put this half barrel, I cut a damn square hole in the bottom of it, and I filled the rest up with topsoil, put my mailbox back in the hole, and it holds everything nice and sturdy. I got some flowers in it as we speak, hopefully they don't get bitten by the chilly temperatures, um, but it'll certainly get enough rain. I got some seedlings growing, these fucking things are large and in charge now. And I'll be planting them very soon in their uh, grow bags. I got fucking 
strawberry uh, hanging baskets. I'm going to bring out back out tomorrow morning. I'm probably going to go get my mandevillas tomorrow from uh, Produce Junction while no motherfuckers, no crowds are there. And uh, I'm off tomorrow. I don't think I had anything scheduled as of now. So you know how that happens. I'll fill that schedule up real quick. Hang out with my bogey boy. Maybe take him to the freaking uh, Positively Healthy. Drop him off for a half day. Hit the freaking gym. Do a nice workout. Do some school work. It's going to be good. So that's some of the stuff that's going on in my world. What are we going to call this podcast? We're going to call it uh, Social Timers. Mention that. Dog Teeth. Social timers. Dog dog teeth dog tooth parmesan. One more mention on the COVID cuties there. Sorry about that. I had a guy come in tonight. An older guy. Nice guy. Pretty level headed, balanced, but he he wanted to go considering going down to Philly to check out the Franklin Institute's Harry Potter um, exhibit and has been reading the Harry Potter again with his uh, his adult daughter and they read a couple chapters and then they talk about what they've read. I think that's awesome. But he was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go down there. I I would like to see it, but I don't want to go down there because the masks, I don't want, I want to be able to breathe. I understand what he's saying. All right. I understand when somebody it would be frustrated that we'd have to go back to masks, you know, that the, but people, they behave like it's inconceivable. They think every time the, the numbers dwindle away, that this is over. And I just, I, I hope that that's the case too, but I think it's wishful thinking. I think that unfortunately the COVID cooties is going to ebb and flow and ebb and flow and yes, you know, we can, we need to go on with our lives. You know, we should never shut down like I've described and the Chinese might be doing. And I hope that it wouldn't, any sort of public health actions would not call for that kind of emergency ever again. I never want to experience that shit again in my lifetime. And I don't want to have to do it. I don't want to. I don't want to have to put my mask back on. I don't want to have to get booster after booster. I don't want to, I don't think that that, all that is the answer, but if conditions, if situation gets dire enough, i.e. these numbers spike or, you know, and and people start getting sick and dying again, we'll do whatever we got to fucking do. You understand what I'm saying? Um, you, You can have your opinion on it, but we've been through this before. Yes, yes. We've seen people get sick and die, and all kinds of havoc be wrought, so we don't want that. But let's hope that things, it doesn't come to that, you understand what I'm saying? Alright, love and respect, let's go after this week, let's make a fucking best of whatever our situation might be. If it's raining, we're training, give a fuck. These flowers are going to grow, grass is going to grow, probably by tomorrow afternoon, noon, it's going to be sick fucking eight inches long again. I'll have to come out here with the mower, but I'll be off. Suck ass. Huh!